Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Oh man, I sound so good. Don't you agree, Mr. Randy Watson? I got the ears. Rocky was getting me into the uh, Air Comfort Service text line because Randy's not in. He's usually one who logs me in because you know why would I be able to do it? Absolutely, Tim. And so here is uh, Matt Rocchio in studio, back-to-back shows. But Matt doesn't have the secret password, and now it's blocking him out. It's a whole thing. Ryder looks on in confusion. I'm going to let the bed just keep <laughs> As playing. to why the show is still on the air, I think that's the confusion. Not why I can't get into the text line. Are we in? We're in. We're in. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Matt. Rocky, everybody. Listen to this gallery. Um, Michelle Smallman and uh, Alexa Dett hosting Character and Smallman. Randy Baking. And you let him use your parents' place now? Yep. Yep. Yep, he, uh, anyone Maybe really. that's why we're still on the air, because you just keep renting out the... Yeah, I wanted to keep it a secret, but yeah, it's uh, it's kind of, you know, they're like, hey, maybe not this thing isn't really working. I said, I got a Hamptons house. <laughs> and then here we are. And so we get to keep our show. Yep. That's yep. what's going on it's here? It's the sacrifices that some of us make to I was keep in, us I was, on the air. I was misunderstanding that there was traction, but you're telling me the only reason we're still on the air is this, this Hamptons home, that everybody at... What Denzel say? ESPN gets it. What Denzel say? And uh, uh, he said he, both of them, both of them, and he got game. Yeah. So that's there's both the reasons. Uh, you can get involved in the show six five seven eight zero, six five seven eight zero is how you can text in, and you can leave a mic drop uh, if you are inclined uh, using the one hundred one ESPN app. Timothy, Mike, McKernan, Action Jackson with you for one hour. A show that apparently is on some kind of barter deal uh, because of Jackson's Hamptons home. Yep. I was like, man, this is super cool. I've, I'm finally on FM, you know, after 20 years of being on, you know, rimshot AM radio stations rimshot. and brokering time. <laughs> yeah. Well, that comes it turns out it's, it's, it's a broker deal for property on Long Island. Who knew? Yeah. Man, what a harsh reality this is all yep. that I'm dealing with. Welcome here. to media. Uh, yeah, welcome to the industry. Uh, Jackson, uh, tell me about uh, your weekend as the most eligible bachelor in St. Louis. I went to the Cardinal game on Friday. Great crowd. Excellent crowd. Back-to-back weekends of energetic crowds. It was packed, People are man. buying in. People are buying stock. Right. And the help Friday it was an absolutely gorgeous evening for baseball. Yeah. It was like 83 degrees, just money. So great energy in the ballpark. Another great start out of Jordan Montgomery. Uh, Helsley pitching two innings. like to see that. Uh, got some. And then when you got me, you get a Goldschmidt and Arenado home run. Yeah. It, it led to a good time. Uh, Saturday was another beautiful day. It was a good weekend, St. Louis. Uh, the Cardinals taking two of three from the Brewers uh, somehow, and I need 
someone, and I know we have a lot of people uh, who specialize in math, who can help explain this to me. The Cardinals are 63-51 and 51 and a game and a half up on the Brewers, who are 61-52. and 52. The Cardinals' playoff chances, according to ESPN.com, are 41.3%. The Brewers, who trail the Cardinals by a game and a half, their playoff chances are 89.5%. Jackson? I have to think they didn't update the, uh, the sheet from the past couple of weeks. Because how could... I would have to think that the sheet is just a spreadsheet that is uploaded to the database that then appears on the website. I don't think there's like a person sitting there. No, I don't think so either. I just, I don't think that they updated the Cardinals thing. Because that sound if you had said that before the deadline, that would make more sense. But now that the Cardinals have gone on this hot streak... And well, it's, it's, it's but but I, I get where you're you're going like subjective, I right, guess. But right. I mean, I think it's just a formula, and the formula would make no sense. Exactly. And, yeah. and by the way, the Cardinals are playing just it's a butt ass festival. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, uh, for most of the rest of the way, and if I'm not mistaken, for over the next nine games, they get uh, like Rockies and Diamondbacks, and the Brewers have the Dodgers in seven of their next ten. Oh boy, this thing could get. Comfortable. Yeah. This mean, thing should get comfortable. Yeah. Boy. The Cardinals will win. Cardinals, yeah. This is the what the Brewers Rockies, do. Yeah. And, but we did see the Pirates have a nice little run against the Dodgers this year. So it's amazing. We saw the Cardinals lose two of three to the Rockies. Right. But so. that's in that yeah. goofball funhouse out there. Yeah. Saw yeah. Miles Michaelis bounce back from the goofball funhouse start. Absolutely. That's why I couldn't get too worked up about that. It's, it's, there's so many variables when you go into Colorado, especially the first day in Colorado. I mean, the altitude alone can really mess up a team. Uh, but the the story, I think, for most people is what is going on with Albert Pujols. 689 home runs after two yesterday. And now, um, understandably, people are going, okay, I mean, he's if he did play next year, and Alexa asked him about that last week. Uh, if he did, and he's, by the way, said, I think I'm done. You know, my body, you know, knows when it's over. But if he did play next year, you had Edmonds saying it on the broadcast. He can play. He can keep playing. He's got to be able to play. I mean, it wasn't like he's just barely clearing the wall. I mean, that was a monster shot in the eighth inning. He's going to get to 700. 440, yeah, 443-foot home run, and he's getting his hands inside. I, I think that, you know, 700 is not out of the realm of possibility. Where are you on how much playing time you'd like to see him get? There's a light you like to see, and then what he should be getting. It's two different questions. At least I think they are. Right, and so I'm going to put a little addendum on the front of it. No, it what? has to be, and it has to be a you know multi-syllabic word to show everybody we went to Horton Watkins. But go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's operate under the assumption that the Cardinals continue to gain steam and play well, and the Brewers, like you said, playing the Dodgers so much lose a little bit. I think in September you kind of put them in there every day. That's what I would want to see. What you would want to see. Left or right. And this is all dependent on the Cardinals, like you said, kind of having a little bit easier September than most years. Um, The Cardinals barring a huge surprise, and I really would call it a huge surprise. I think Mm -hmm. the Cardinals winning the division. I realize, listen, it's only minus 165, so it's not like it's a lock. Uh, But the Cardinals winning the division is something – at this point, I would imagine most Cardinal fans would be really disappointed by if they didn't. Right. And I think you will see that lead. We're doing the show two weeks from today. I would think that that lead is going to be in the three to five range yeah, I was say in that. two weeks. 
Um, and also a unique element of this whole situation this year is barring a real miracle, the Cardinals are going to be the number three seed. Mm-hmm. And you can, and I'm, this, the, the winner of the Central is going to be the three seed. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt. say barring a miracle when it's minus 165. I think the expectations here are that the Cardinals are going to win the Central. And by the way, as weird as it might have sounded, if the Cardinals would have lost yesterday, I would have said the exact same thing. Right. It's not prisoner of the moment here. We're looking at it big picture. The Cardinals are a superior team than the Brewers. If anything, I think most Cardinal fans probably feel like they should have swept that series. No doubt. Um, so with that all said, whoever wins the central, because they're so far back of the Mets and the Dodgers, uh, is going to be the three seed. So you're not necessarily playing for anything in the second half of September. If you're in a comfortable spot with the national league central. Right. And by the way, the season actually goes into October this year, albeit a handful of games in October against the pirates. So with that said, now keep, keep this in mind, you've got four months of a season at this moment, and Pools has hit 10 home runs. What the ask becomes is hit 11 over the next month and a half. Right. It's an aggressive pace. It's very much so, yeah. yeah it's, it's certainly an aggressive pace, but by the way he's swinging the, swinging the bat. So much has changed. We talked about it that Atlanta series. He found something, and he has been a different guy since that Atlanta series. And even when he's getting out, he's hitting the hell out of the ball. He's really, you, you, you can see he's being really aggressive at the plate, so I think his eyes are obviously going to be on that big number. And, yeah, I, I would love to see him get more and more playing time, like you said, especially if you're not, you're not going to be chasing the east and west of the NL for that second spot, most likely. I mean, the Mets and Dodgers are in a, another world in a sense, and you're in a comfortable position. I think give him all the playing time you can. Uh, there's better odds of Tim finishing those final eight hours at Missouri than Albert getting to 700 this year. That's nice. I'm kind of in the tank now on that math. I could see me doing it. I wouldn't say that I'll be doing it this year, but I could see me doing it if I tried to get my kids on board with college. I'm not really, I think I don't think college is overrated, honestly. Uh, I think it's a dogma. Um, so it would tough to be leading as a father and then my kids going, but you didn't graduate. And then I go, well, okay, all right, boys, go out and play. <laughs> so, so that's why I think about that. Plus I made the promise to my grandma. Um, and then on the other side of it, pools getting to 700 Jackson. Let's do arbitrary percentages. What are the chances he does it in 2022? I'll go 12%. Wow. That is very aggressive. 12%. Hey, you don't have to apologize, and you didn't seem to. You kind of shrugged your shoulders like, yeah, a-hole, I said 12%. <laughs> no. What did you miss? Did I stutter? Uh, I will say 2%, Okay, which 10%. I kind of feel like is high, but I wanted to go higher than 1%, and that's really my only option. Well, yeah, I, here I am waving my little pennant. <laughs> I mean, I would listen, I would love to see it. I would love to see it. I, I do feel like there are more people interested in, I don't say more people, there is a larger number of people interested in Pujols and 700 than the Cardinals in the playoffs. Not to say that there are more, but there is a large number of it. In 1998 and 99, there became McGuire fatigue that the team was built around watching a guy chase individual numbers as opposed to being a winning team. Now, in this case, I think you can have both mathematically. It's not something that is likely to occur just because of the odds and the the number of games left and the number of home runs that would need to be hit. But the Cardinals should win the Central, with Albert playing a bunch or not. Um, 
And also, I don't think that this is this is a difference. I think this is a different situation than the McGuire thing. Yeah. Um, so with that said, uh, I, I, you know, I understand people being on board with it. I also think one of the factors in, I think, is people don't necessarily expect the Cardinals to get past the Mets or Dodgers or maybe even the Braves if they get to the postseason. So it's viewed through that prism as opposed to, say, this is 2000 or 2002 or 2004 or 2005. Um, but at the same time, I don't think people thought they would get past the Padres in 2006 and they win the World Series and get past the Phillies in 2011 and they win the World Series. Right. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I think like what you were talking about earlier with the bigger picture element of it, like in 10 years, if the Cardinals do get out to the Mets or Dodgers or Braves, whoever they do play, but Albert hits 700. We'll be talking way more about Albert hitting 700 home runs than we would the minuscule playoff run the, the Cardinals went on. So the big picture of it actually might be Albert and this record, the 700 he's chasing. So what is your preference? If you had a preference, uh, text it in, 65780. Will Albert pass Alex Rodriguez? That is the question that is more realistic. Alex Rodriguez, for the record, is at 696. That, I mean, so that's... Still seven. Seven, yeah, that's not. I'll go 20%. I think your math doesn't make any sense, but I'll digress. Uh, um, I, 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 I like that number. I'll go that's in the 15%. Okay, fair enough. But you're on how much on him getting to 700? 12%. And then you're on... 20% Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. Okay. All right, fair enough. I'm just trying to make sure I file the whole thing. All right. Uh, so what do you think? 65780. Uh, guys, it kind of sucks that if not for COVID, Albert would be a lot closer, if not already there. That is uh, from the 314. Uh, yes, I would say that that is, uh, that is likely the case. Yeah. That is likely the case yep. uh, as he lost however many games that was yeah. in, in 2020. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I I love what's going on, not only with the way they're playing. I loved, I loved the Jordan Montgomery thing in the moment. In the moment, I was first off, I was surprised by the acquisition because I didn't know he would be out there. I right. still don't know. And the Yankees, by the way, because uh, I understand a lot of people might not be paying attention to them once they left St. Louis. They've lost nine of eleven games. Right. And that was a team that was the team. Now the team is the Dodgers. The Yankees were on a ridiculous pace. Right. And I'm just telling you. I think people in New York and Yankees fans all around the world are going, what in the world were we doing trading Jordan Montgomery? Yeah. That just could wind up being a steal. And it's one thing if you, like, steal from the Diamondbacks for Goldschmidt because they just kind of go about, you know, falling in the background in Arizona. Or you steal from the Marlins. Everybody kind of uses them as a farm system. Or you steal from the Rockies. But the Yankees, the Yankees, when they at the time were the best team in baseball. Yeah. Seriously. And now have run into both pitching and offensive problems. Michael Waka looked, I don't know if you're aware of this, uh, but Michael Waka absolutely shut him down. I think he had a no-hitter. Might have had a perfect game into the fifth inning last night against the Yankees on Sunday Night Baseball. Michael Waka off the injured list with shoulder inflammation comes out and just deals. The Yankees have some problems going on. Right, which is overshadowing Judge's incredible pace that he's on this year. Mm -hmm. Kind of the opposite of Albert with the Cardinals right now with the watch, people are so much more concerned about what's going on with the Yankees than, you know, Judge possibly ch chasing Roger Maris's record. So if you if you are the Yankees and you fall short, who catches the hell for falling short? 
I certainly Aaron Boone. Yeah, I mean, that's he, just the way that it works there. Right. And Cashman's been there for so long. And if people go, yeah, why in the hell? Like if Jordan Montgomery keeps pitching like he has been pitching, why did we trade that guy when we're in the spot that we're in? Definitely. Yeah. And I, I was thinking that the day it happened, I'm going, is that an indictment of Jordan Montgomery or did the Yankees just overplay their hand? Because the Cardinals got a guy in Jordan Montgomery who is a legit pitcher. Yeah. For Harrison Bader, and right. it's and again, it's not as a shot at Bader. It's just that's somebody I would have been happy to part with a prospect, not necessarily one of the top ones, but it was for Harrison Bader, a guy you know I think you could afford to move on from, and also carries risk. Just really a surprising move from a franchise that just doesn't make that kind of move too often. I wouldn't think so. Either way, uh, there it is. Cardinals on a heater. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson, with you. We'll take our first break. This is Balloon Party on One Hundred ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. 101 ESPN program is called Balloon Party. It's winning awards and it's unbelievable. Yep. Rank number one. By Inside STL. Right. <laughs> uh, Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson with you. Thank you to uh, Randy Carricker. For filling in on Friday, I had uh, I had to take the day off. Oh, I think it was BK and Ferrari. Oh, thank you to BK and Ferrari. BK and Ferrari were on Friday. If, uh, I had an event, a ball striking event. Really excited about my ball striking. We'll spend some time on that later in the yeah, show. We'll go over some of my strokes gained, tee to green. Um, Jackson, we have a mic drop. Is that right? Yeah, we do. Okay, let's take a listen. Nice weekend. Two out of three. Held on to first place. Stop it! You should have swept their ass. What the hell is going on when Wainwright pitches? He's got two complete games. He's 0-1 in each game. Score some damn runs for him. Let him bat for himself so he can hit a home run. And Dickerson, where the hell are you going on that ball? You took a line on that ball like you were Forrest Gump in the movie running back to kickoff. Tired of it. Steve, not happy with the uh, weekend. I mean... I, you can understand the anger, I guess. Why I'm not? happy with the weekend. I am too, personally, but, you know. But what, Steve, who, Steve who, has an expectation level. Right, and you know what? Demanding excellence, there's nothing wrong with demanding excellence. During the All-Star break, he was unhappy that the players who were not All-Stars were not working out. Right, and you know what? Yeah, it's certainly food for thought. I don't necessarily agree, but... You know, who are we if we don't hear the opinions of the listeners? Amen. And now we are able to hear mic drops after the first six or seven months where you censored them. Yeah. So thank you yeah. again to executive producer Mike Ryder here at 101 ESPN for allowing them to uh, to get through Jackson's wall of censorship. You can leave yours leaving the 101 ESPN uh, app. Uh, guys, I love the enthusiasm from Steve here. That's from the 618. Steve sounds like a terrible time. That's from the 314. Steve knows how to deal with bow tie. Hold their feet to the fire. It's from Merle in Oakville. Merle, welcome in. <laughs> Tim, I love the show and listen to it every day. Have you ever thought of taking it onto the road? I want to see how goofy Little Piddles looks. <laughs> That's from the 314. Little Piddles doesn't look goofy. I'm the one who looks goofy. And, and why would be such a great compliment to the show? And why would they have to include uh, a shot at me? <laughs> Well, I do. I mean, you're a tall, lithe, 24-year-old strapping Ledoux grad. Right. I got, I'm the whole package. Yeah. I'm the antithesis of the whole package. 
I'm a genetic error. <laughs> yeah, if you want to see the freak, it's me. And I don't leave my basement. So we can do a show from my basement, and nice. maybe people can peek in the window. But other than that, yeah. I'm either on the range, on the course, or in my basement. Yeah. That is where you will find me. If Lil Pedals wants to go make appearances, and I know you do. You I go do. out to the racetrack in Peavely, actually. That's where you can see Jackson. Show myself off a little bit. Or at, like, brunch at Brio or something. That's where you can see Lil Pedals. Often, yeah, with wearing my ascot. <laughs> F. Steve and the horse he rode in on. Go Birds. That's from the 573. Steve is making enemies now. Yeah, and I think, you know what, I think he's okay with it. I think he knows that his takes aren't necessarily going to be popular, but they're his takes, and he's going to spew them. Uh, I've listened for 20 minutes, and you guys have already made my Monday worse. That's from the 314. That's one way of looking at it. It's <laughs> Show us that receding hairline, Jackson. That's from the 314. Oh, man. I'm down on my hair. You have a hair. I didn't think ever. I thought you were thinning. I don't yeah, think it's receding that, hairline. The, the, the hairline is actually fine. It's the, the crown has gotten problematic. I've been wearing a hat more recently. I've been doing that for a long time, brother. <laughs> uh, all right, here's what we got going on as far as odds go. The Cardinals are minus 165 to win the Central. I just... Hammer it. I know. Hammer it. I mean, you got to lay, you know, 165 bucks to win 100. But it just strikes me as... I don't know. You know what I'm doing? Somebody like Arnado or Goldschmidt will get injured. That's what will happen when I place the wager. Because that's the kind of thing that would have to happen for it to happen. ESPN uh, does an updated uh, awards watch column. And uh, this is written uh, by Bradford Doolittle and David Schoenfeld. Just posted this morning. And how about this? As far as the National League MVP goes. Three Cardinals are in their top 11. Jackson, yeah, you have not read this column, I, I have assume, not. because I have it's not. not in the New York Post. Right, or uh, you know, NBA.com or something. Uh, Cardinals are number one, number two, and number 11. Name them. Number one, Paul Goldschmidt. That is correct. What was the next number you named? Number two is the number following one. Uh, Nolan Arenado. That is correct. Who is number 11? Michaelis? No, I'm sorry. I mean, he's having a nice year, but it's not that he'd be 11th in the MVP. Uh, Have you been busy watching summer league games, making up stories about going to Cardinal games? Is that what's going on here? No, no. Um, Number 11. And the guy dropped down from where he was. He was up higher. Number 11 would be, well, the only other all-star on the team is Helsley, and that's not going to happen. Edmund? That's correct. He's kind of had a, yeah, I guess dropping down, he's had a rough couple weeks. Or not rough. But. Goldschmidt's minus 150 to win the uh, American League MVP. Yeah, that, and. Uh, and Judge is minus 650 to win the uh, American AL? League MVP. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. But, I mean, Goldie has been the favorite now for a month or so. Oh, more than that. Yeah, he's been. Arnado's just been surging. Uh, Verlander, the favorite to win the Cy Young. Yeah, he's unbelievable. You only know that because he's on your fantasy team. Damn right. And uh, who do you think? How many Cardinals do you think are in the top ten for the Cy Young race? Two. No, I'm sorry. One. No, I'm sorry. Three. No, I'm sorry. Zero. That's correct. Not even Michaelis in the top ten. No, I'm sorry. All right. Uh, a former Cardinal is number one though. In the NL. Alcantara, Alcantara. Yeah, Alcantara. He, how how big of a favorite is he? Uh, he is minus 300 to win the Boy, Cy Young. Jeez. 
Minus 300. Corbin Burns, who we saw on Saturday night here in St. Louis, for a Jim Dandy that didn't go the way we wanted, uh, is plus 900. So there's an idea of the favorites for the individual awards in baseball. Mm, yeah. I, Goldie, I mean, having Goldie and Arenado won too. That's that was what we were talking about at the trade deadline. Like you gotta, you gotta press. You gotta get. You gotta. What, what's a better time than right now to win? And so when you got those, and then you know, it's, it's not like they've slowed down either. And Arenado does it in the field as does Goldie. Really special to get those two guys and basically got them for nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, and then you might look at a guy who could wind up being their number. I mean, at worst, number three starter. I mean, don't get me wrong, Quintana's been great, but Montgomery's been better. Uh, who knows? Right. Montgomery's on a heater, man. He's a guy, I was texting with somebody, I don't know if the person would want their name associated with it, um, but who would certainly be considered in the know, and was just like, I can't believe that they were able to get him. He, right. And it's a move that you would expect from certain teams, Many of whom the Cardinals have really feasted on over the last couple of decades. You well, know, AL old, old friends and the, well, the, the AL Central deals. I sometimes just feel like are, those are symbolic, <laughs> but but the the ones from our friends in the National League West yeah. over the years. Yeah. I mean, farm system or or the Marlins it, it, that you know take your pick. But uh, don't get me wrong, the Cardinals certainly hooked up the Marlins. We were just for documenting with the National League Cy Young favorite, no doubt. But the Yankees to do that. Yeah. Shocking. I don't know. And then maybe like in two months, Bader will be a god in New York City. And But it, I just, listen. And if it happens, it happens. I loved the deal. In the, I loved the deal in the moment. And uh, it just puts the Cardinals in a different spot. Now, when they face legitimate right-handed pitching, as they will uh, in the postseason, you see how things work out. But... Um, from a pitching standpoint, the game has changed, and that's why this team looks like a much different team over the last few weeks, and that's because you don't have to dread nearly every day with looking at who is in who is in the starting spot for the Cardinals on the mound. It's yeah. a different deal. It's At this point, it's really like, oh, it's a Hudson day, you know, and you're right, like, oh, boy. But uh, at least he gets the Rockies this week, so maybe he can get it right. All right, it's 1030. I'm staying on the clock today. I am staying on the clock today. 65780 is how you can text into the show. College football conversation frowned upon is something that I've garnered from a number of of listeners. Uh, but I've got something that I think uh, Missouri football fans might be intrigued by. Sweet. Um, it won't be the that won't be the focal point of the next segment, but it's just a little tidbit that I think will intrigue. And I'll have that for you on the other side of the break. This program is called Balloon Party, and it airs on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, Jackson level of excitement for Missouri football. We're 18 days away or 17 days away. Uh, 10, 8. Really? Oh, I, every year. Every year. It's just okay, false I hope. Okay. I would describe it as false hope. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm a, I'm a diehard and I'm going to ride with the team. I don't know because we do my podcast, we do TMA, and we do a balloon party, so I don't know where I say things. And sometimes I enjoy a libation and I talk with people and I forget the things I say. I'm like... <laughs> Dennis Hopper and Hoosiers. I'm just wandering around screaming at people, and I don't know what I'm saying. Shooter. Well, it's Shooter. That's correct. Uh, but uh, the Colonel, Gabriel P.D. Arman, uh, who's going to be a regular here on the show. Can't wait. Of Power Mizzou, my journalism school cohort who did graduate. I have eight hours left, as documented in our first segment today. 
um, posted something today that I thought was intriguing, and it lends itself to what we were talking about on one of the shows, and that is Missouri could be a surprising team this year, both locally and nationally, because I don't think the expectations locally are particularly high. And I think part of that could be the quarterback situation, Mm -hmm. and part of that could be the uh, fact that you have a guy who's in another world, perhaps for the first time in, since in 15 years when Jeremy Macklin was stunning people when they opened up the season against Illinois at the Dome. Uh, so this is what uh, Gabe wrote, and you can read more if you subscribe to PowerMizzou.com. Even though Missouri has a starting quarterback, not everything at the position is settled. And then he kind of details the situation uh, at quarterback, but then he goes on to say... Uh, from everything I've heard, Brady Cook wasn't just the best quarterback in camp. He was the best quarterback by a fairly significant margin. And that seems to be backed up by the fact that it barely took a week to name him the starter. So that's encouraging. Definitely. Well, it depends on how you view it. You could say that's encouraging that he stood out that much, or it could be discouraging that the other quarterbacks didn't stand out. But this is something that, that catches my attention. And maybe there's nothing to it. Do with it what you want. Uh, Gabe writes, I've seen some of you mention on this board, and this is powermazoo.com, but Drinkwitz's tone has really stood out to me this camp. He likes this team more than he's liked the previous two. He has some confidence. He thinks he has some pieces. I talked to one person last week who told me we have talent all over the field. We've got a lot of pieces. I think the overall tone of August has been more optimistic than I had expected going in. Teams always think they're going to be better than the prognostications going into camp, so that part isn't super unusual. But Drinkwitz is pretty good at setting the tone publicly if you read into what he says. There have been plenty of times over the last two years where he said things that made me understand, quote, he's real not confident about this team. There's none of that this year, and I don't think that's an accident. I don't think Drink is a guy who puts out false bravado because he knows if he starts building expectation and the team isn't very good, that comes back on him. And he's been open about how this is a year they need to start to win. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he thinks this is a team that's ready to go out and push Georgia for the full season or anything. But I think he, but I think he thinks they can be better than those on the outside think. That is from Gabe DeArmond of Power Mizzou. Very encouraging. Those are usually the kind of seeds that are sown in August in the sense that there starts to get a little buzz I remember a story about the 1999 Rams. Jack Snow, the late, great Jack Snow. Jackson, I wish you had had a chance to meet him. He was a great one. Mm-hmm. Absolute legend. And the Rams, if we can take ourselves back to this time, for those of you who are old enough to remember it, in 95, 96, 97, and 98, became a joke around the area, even be it in a short amount of time. It was a joke. And uh, someone was talking with Jack Snow leading into camp. This is before camp even started in July, back in the day at Macomb, Illinois. And the snowman said something along the lines of, I don't know, there's some guys on this team who are really, really good. And we've got some depth. And you look back on it now, and it's obvious because many of those guys are now in Canton. But at the time, 
the Rams being good would have meant like an eight and eight season, right, right. much less what wound up being a thirteen and three season that was really a couple of plays away from being an undefeated season. I feel like that ninety nine Rams going undefeated thing kind of flies under the radar, but because they were thirteen and three. But with that all said, uh, I'm not saying that that's the case with Missouri. I haven't seen a snap of any of this. But so this is a guy who is down there and covers his team, and I agree with what he's talking about with Drinkwitz. If you read what he was saying going into the Kentucky game last year, do you remember that? Yeah. You're kind of like, boy, he doesn't really think they can win. He was trying to temper expectations. Right. And so it's interesting to me, uh, and if you are looking for a football team locally to pull for, uh, that there may be something developing there in Columbia. At the very least, um, if they can get out to a 3-1 and one start even. Right. That'll have people talking because that means that they've won at either K State or at Auburn. Right, and that would yeah, that would be, and then you're heading into the Georgia game. Right, that and ideally you're not playing at eleven in the morning then, which is good for the program. Right, right, yeah, that would be not playing Georgia at eleven would be awesome. Uh, this whole segment was about Mizzou. They may be the worst team in the SEC. You'll still lose to Arkansas, Tennessee, and all the other middle blood teams. Missouri sucks. It's from the three one four. Yeah, I mean, you can say that, but you got to be hopeful. And they've put, they got a couple players who could be game changers. It's so much defense dependent, though. You know, last year that was probably the biggest Achilles heel because they had a great run game and at times looked like they had somewhat of a dynamic offense. But the defense at points looked like they couldn't get stopped. So if they prove the defense, I think that possibly they could surprise some people and go over that five and a half win total that is being thrown around. I think that's very possible. And I think that just the energy around Mizzou football, hopefully this year, starts to change even ever so slightly. Because I feel often, and I think there's good reason for it, that pessimism always kind of follows Mizzou every season you go to. It's like, yeah, they got some good players, but they're still the University of Missouri. But I think maybe, especially towards the end of the season, if they could rattle off some wins, get a winning season, and if Luther Burden shows that he is really what he is being touted as, then I think next year even more, you know, it could be more buzz around the team. And that's all you can really ask for. Uh, let's see. Unf- uh, th- this statement uh, just coming out this morning from the PGA Tour, Cam Smith, who you may have seen Scotty Scheffler walk in front of while he was reading a putt, uh, has withdrawn from the BMW Championship, which is basically like a team withdrawing from the NLCS. Uh, he, quote, unfortunately, Cam will be unable to compete in the BMW Championship this week. He has been dealing with some on and off hip discomfort for several months. Of course, a month ago he won the Open uh, and thought it would be best to, to rest this week in his pursuit of the FedEx Cup. So he is WDing. Uh, keep in mind, Cam Smith uh, has been reported by fellow golfer Cam Percy to be leaving the PGA Tour and going to live golf. Says hip? So hip discomfort. Hey, Mike, because his wallet got a little heavier. That's, uh, that's Jackson doing <laughs> some work right there. So Cam Smith, with a hip issue, is withdrawing from the NLCS of the world of golf for the afternoon. All right, uh, we will uh, take a commercial break. Final segment, then BK and Ferrari come up the top of the hour. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you on the program. A program that solicits your involvement via text 65780. 65780 is how you can text in. Following this program, Jackson and I have a sound story. 
Sound Story is something that I started uh, a couple of years ago, and now Doug Vaughn, who I work with on uh, TMA, and uh, you may know from KMOV Television, if you're not familiar with TMA, and uh, learn from KC95, available to interview your loved ones. Or if you would like to do a sound story, it's uh, basically a life story interview, and that is always there with your parents, grandparents, you and your wife. You always will have the story told in your words of your life, and that is what we do. You can get yours at mysoundstory.com. I love doing these things. I look forward to days where we have them, Jackson, because you're interviewing people who want to share their stories, and I get some wisdom from the whole thing. So, And Jackson's available, too. I am. I'll talk about it. You kind of got high-pitched, like, I am, but I mean, I know. I I am available, and I'll talk it over. You just altered it. Yeah, yeah. It was a take two. <laughs> take two. Uh, Jackson, you posed this question here in your uh, list of questions. Fernando Tatis Jr., conveniently, this was announced at 5.30 on Friday. <laughs> I, I did notice that, You did too. notice that? Uh-huh. It's amazing how it works. Uh, it was given an 80-game suspension for testing positive for PEDs. A few Padres were critical. Uh, Mike Clevenger certainly was one of those. Manny Machado was one of those. A.J. Preller, the GM, certainly was one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clevenger said he was very disappointed. Tatis claims he was using the banned substance to treat ringworm. Nobody has ever really been taking PEDs. They've accidentally taken PEDs right. in the history of PEDs. I don't know where this syringe. I don't know what this syringe is for. Uh, d- the question you ask me is, do I buy that? I'll answer that quickly. No. <laughs> also, do you think this will forever taint Tatis's legacy, or do you think his career trajectory is so hopeful that he will be able to overcome this? On that, I would tell you, and I think we can use other players as an example, that he can overcome it. No doubt. I don't feel like too many people are, uh, are, you know, when it comes to PEDs, the originals are remembered. But many of the recent ones, it's like, oh, yeah, I right. forgot about that. Right. Um, so, like, David Ortiz was just in Cooperstown a few weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that. What that no that always like that always it, is like weird to me. Yeah, it's, it's like it's it's, just, it's an amazing thing how this how this works. It is selective. Yeah, hundred percent. Like it's it, it always seems so selective when it comes to who gets killed for it. The thing that I've noticed about it, whereas if you say something um, on Twitter, you're done. It, it just bizarre, but that's just right. it. But when it comes to baseball and performance-enhancing drugs, if you apologize, you're good, and you are you're welcomed back rather forcefully into the fold. Do it a couple of times. You can be calling Sunday night baseball. Um, but in the case of McGuire, he was a pariah of sorts. He did his media tour. I think it was January of 2010, and then came back with the Cardinals, and he seemed like. A weight had been lifted, and he was so happy, and baseball welcomed him back. Now, I don't think people necessarily look at 70 in 1998, which we coincidentally were discussing a little earlier in the show, remotely the same way they did in the moment Mm -hmm. when it was going on. I know I can speak for myself that I don't, but a guy like Bonds, for example, is still a pariah because he has just kind of, you know— distance himself from it, has no interest in ever really addressing it. It's. In, I was watching Will Clark at his number retired a couple weeks ago at Oracle Field uh, in, in San Francisco, Oracle Park, whatever it's called, and Bonds comes out there and they treat him like he is the absolute king. But if you were to walk into any other ballpark, even now, I think he would be booed heavily. Yeah, yeah probably. 
but if there was to be an apology and an acknowledgement, you're welcomed back. Meanwhile, Bonds and Sammy Sosa are, you know, outside of Sosa in, in an interview on Outside the Lines a year or two ago on ESPN, and Bonds in San Francisco, they're in hiding. Yeah. When yeah. it comes to 100%, kind of like the game, even though former, even though current players work with Bonds, a hitting instructor, I feel like there have been a couple guys in the Cardinals who've worked with Bonds. As a matter of fact, uh, as a hitting instructor, but if you apologize and acknowledge it, you're welcomed back. But the Padres, I think, are like, okay, you got hurt riding a motorcycle. Now you did this, and you're saying it was a ringworm. We thought we had a chance at winning the World Series this year. A week ago, we got Soto, and now this guy again. You yeah. know, I don't know if you remember it happened at Bush Stadium. Machado and Tatis right. got in an argument. Yep, heated, very yeah. heated argument with yeah. a Machado, who's kind of the central uh, leader on that team. He's essentially a leader on that team. So for that to happen, it's yeah. I think there's a lot of guys on that team who are like, we got this young superstar who can't really get his wheels going. He gets hurt motorcycle thing then this thing you know you need him for a whole year especially with a playoff run after getting so though you need your superstar it's uh it's it's mere coincidence but it is it is a you know a factual anecdote that i recall uh his father fernando tatis got a big contract from the cardinals and then put on a bunch of weight and tony larusa i specifically recall saying he wondered if he lost his motivation once he got the contract. And I've thought about that with, with athletes across the board, not just the Tatis family. But I wonder if some of the eye-rolling that you saw, I was really surprised. I watched the post game. They played in Washington. It was Soto's first game back in Washington. Right, right. And I was watching that, and I was really surprised by how Machado, Clevenger, Preller was the most outspoken, the general manager, Melvin, to an extent, and I feel like there might have been another one that I'm forgetting, maybe Musgrove, were all outspoken about it. That is not the way this usually goes. So right. that tells you right. quite a bit. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's why I even posed the question. I was like, you know, because there's been guys who've gotten the PED issues before, but the fact that these players, these teammates, were so outspoken about what had happened makes me think like that this – this obviously isn't the first time that he's shown issues off the field. Tim Clemens is the worst, and he stays in denial. That's from the 630. Uh, Tatis is turning into a higher profile, more talented version of Carlos Martinez. That's from the 314. If Manny Machado is your team leader, that speaks volumes on how poor your clubhouse is. That is from the 573. And I, I, I say that just because of how good he is in his age. I don't know I don't know the clubhouse dynamics of the Padres. I'll be honest. Honesty and me, they I'm oh not my in, God! Are you issuing? Are you issuing an apology? Because it sounds like it's a, it's it's got apology. I just I have to throw an addendum after the fact that I am not in the Padres locker room. That's what an addendum is. Uh, well, yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, I will throw in that that I am not with the Padres in their clubhouse every day, so I don't know who their true leader is. That was I a was, snide apology. It was a, it was a half-hearted apology. The people listening know you're not in the Padres clubhouse. It, it came off snarky, sarcastic. It was disingenuous. It came from somebody who went to Ledoux. That's what I took. That was a Ledoux apology. That's what I call that. Do I need to apologize for my apology? I think you do. Yeah. That's what you do. Follow me somebody on Twitter. Appeal, it's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> People, just, you, you apologize on Twitter, and then you have this jury of anonymous people, you know, right. condemning your apology. You cannot win. Right. Do not apologize on Twitter. All right, never mind.
I no, am, this I, wasn't a Twitter apology. It was a condescending apology. That's what I would describe it right. as. Right. And now you're being the jury over there. <laughs> I am. Live and in person. I'm a live dog, a dog <laughs> avatar. Uh, San Diego should change the name of its baseball team from the Padres to the Pariahs. I don't like the uniform change they did. They change uniform. Minus the Dodgers, I feel like the National League West regularly has rotating uniforms. Oh, you mean the Diamondbacks, the worst uniforms in possibly all of sports? Wow. Yeah, I know you're Colorado passionate Island. about your uniforms, and yeah. I respect that as a guy who's passionate the, about his uniforms. Yeah. The Avalanche and the Diamondbacks are, are running neck and neck for worst uniforms in sports. Uh, a Ledoux apology is, I'm sorry you're poor. Thanks. That's from the 314. I didn't want to say it, but yeah, that's what I meant. Show started with Jackson hedging and ended with Jackson hedging via addendums. Symmetry. It's from the 636. This is why All we right. win awards. Uh, time for yeah, from Inside STL. <laughs> time for us to shut it down. BK and Ferrario are up next. Reaction Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. There are all different sizes of businesses. Big business, small business, that awkward growing phase business, the running this thing from my garage business, and the OMG we can't hire fast enough business. Wherever you are in your business journey, HubSpot's powerful but easy-to-use CRM platform grows with you. It lets all of your teams work together seamlessly, whether that's just you and your roommate or colleagues across multiple time zones. Grow better with HubSpot by connecting your people, your customers, and your business. Learn more at HubSpot.com. Peloton, let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.